Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Man of Steel by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at No Clutch Nate. Hey, this is Travis from Real Comic Heroes Podcast. And this is Patrick, his partner in crime. <laughs> awesome. Glad to have you guys back to close out the week. And today we are talking about minute number 85 of Man of Steel. The minute starts with the two attack ships that left the Black Zero reaching Smallville. And then the minute ends with jor telling telling Lois Lane to look behind her. Um, these uh, The sound effects and the shots of these attack ships are simple but beautiful um very nice to see like like smallville again throughout this whole dc extended universe smallville is like the most serene part it is like it's like almost like uh hobbiton or (laughs) it's not called hobbiton what is the shire i was thinking hobbiton square i was like that's not what it's called um (laughs) uh the shire yeah it's like uh it's a representation of innocence and like what beauty is left in the world and uh, mm-hmm. smallville remains unharmed by anything or uncorrupted by anything um so it's nice to see like this beautiful landscape and then these two attack ships that are just black and representing danger and threat like they come in swooping in with alien sound effects and and, and stuff and it, it's it's just it's simple but effective, and it's nice to see. It's very pleasing, um, and yeah. So they're they're on their way to Smallville. Uh, you can feel the 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 threat and the danger rising uh, as an audience member. So it's very effective. Um, Jor-El in the scene really starts to shine. Like this is probably like we've heard Jor-El talk and stuff, and he's very regal in the way he talks. But like this sets it on a scale of. Like wow, Jor-El's a badass, Hello? and uh, this is like again to compare it to uh, another film, Star Wars. This is Jedi Master Jor-El. Yeah, um, I love the uh, like the hand gesture that he does to. <laughs> and I feel like it's when he opens the door. Yeah, and when yeah. he closes, he yeah. Yeah. does like a downward motion, like yeah. he's playing the Nintendo Wii. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I no, guess that's just like an easy way to represent that like he... Is in control. I guess is in yeah. control. Like visually, yeah. like it... Uh, again, it might just go back to like that spoon feeding thing, but like if he was an AI, like, right. it, like he, he wouldn't have to do the gestures. It's like yeah. someone went out of their way to be like, oh, he's yeah. got to show it somehow. It's better well, than... It's better than like uh, open, close. Like yeah. it's like instead of saying it like open door, like closed door, like as an AI would probably do it. Like he's just doing hand movements, and I think that's more powerful than being like, I don't know, door eighty five closed, door yeah. ninety six open. Like I mean, I prefer the gestures over uh, dialogue. But, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Well, we all walk up to automatic doors and and do our little, you know, yeah, it's like the Jedi force. hand. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, <laughs> I do it we all the time, we, right? So, um, it it's kind of weird to get your head around, like how is this ghost Jor-El affecting like physical space in this ship? But when you go back and think about, you know, he's he said he uploaded himself into the mainframe, so it makes sense, but then it's also weird that he's still walking around, you know, as a physical or as a visible image, you know, it's, uh, I think for me, it took a minute to kind of get my head around. How is he there, but not really there, but also able to affect physical. Yeah. Can everybody see him or? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think everybody it, could see him. I mean, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. can't remember. Uh, I don't think it's tied to her. Past this, so right. I don't know if, they run into anybody like that stops and yeah. go, whoa. <laughs> um, I guess he can, he can affect the controls of the ship, which is how he's able to open the door, but yeah. he can't do something like pick up the gun, yeah. which he tells her to do. So well, I just meant other yeah. people's reactions, like yeah. seeing this yeah. stranger on their ship. Yeah. Well, like later on, if we, if we will jump ahead, if I will jump ahead, mm-hmm. which I'm allowed to do, it's my show. Shut up. 
he does uh, interact with with uh, Zod on the scout ship again. But then right. it brings up the question, which I'm going to bring up again later on when we cover it. He was uploaded into the scout ship and then just stayed there. And then, yeah. like, taken out, the command key was taken out and then put into the Black Zero. So, yeah. like, you know, the Black Zero is still, like, there and he's still, like, uh, I don't know. It's it's not like, like how many... <laughs> how many, how many users? Yeah, how many Jorels can you put like <laughs> until like Netflix starts kicking you off? You know? Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> it's like a good five Jorels. Yeah, it's like how many outlets is he allowed to to do that? And like, is he working at one hundred percent like on all these things? So like he is. I don't know. Like what? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. What I'm trying to. I'm I'm thinking too much into so it. So if the command is it diminished, key... yeah. Like I was thinking if the command result. key exists. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Then, like... For both it, of you guys. No, no, it's okay. I was just, I'm kind of talking to myself a bit. I'm like, because <laughs> if it exists, if it survives the wreckage, then then you could have Jor-El again. Like, if someone went through all the wreckage, it was like, oh, look, a command key. Then, well, on the scout ship, it was all erased. Oh. So the, And then the wreckage of the Black Zero... I don't even think it's wrecked. I think it just has a giant hole with an airplane he was in it, deleted but it's still in the Phantom Zone. Off the scout ship, but he wasn't deleted off the Black Zero. No. So if you get that command key... Unless, like, later on when the Black Zero goes and is start working in tandem with the world engine later on, uh, unless they, like, fix the intrusion, I guess. That, you know, they, they, they purged it from the system. That might be a thing that they could do on alien computers. Hmm... Makes um, sense. Yeah. Does this make sense? Yeah. No, yeah. Um, it, it's all more than I was ready to like think about <laughs> and comprehend. It's all so like I don't know. I think we just trying to understand for... Kryptonian yeah, technology. Yeah. Comprehend. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we just found a way to uh, bring back Jor-El. Yeah. Could be. Uh, so, uh, I was going to say that I think Jorel's choosing only to show himself to Lois Lane and then later on he's only showing himself to, he, he chooses who sees him because I'm going to jump ahead and there's a scene where, uh, Carvex tries to, uh, hurt Lois Lane when she's in the escape pod, but you know, Jorel's standing in, in between them and he's like, move your head to the left. And then she like comes in swinging at her. So she couldn't see Jorel. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Be, you wouldn't even be... think. Yeah. So he'd have to like synchronize him his image to her brain pattern or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be weird. Mm. Man, he could do everything. Yeah. <laughs> Control atmospheres on ships. Yeah. <laughs> Upload to the mainframe. Upload really quickly and know yeah. who Lois is. Yeah. I'm sure that they were uh, Google searching Lois while they were, you know, looking for Clark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like he, like he's just really cool in this scene with this, like, kind of uh, how I would expect Luke Skywalker to be in this oh, new trilogy, where he's right. like, yeah, just so powerful. Jedi. Yeah, where he's just like, I'm gonna do this with as minimal effort as possible. I'm gonna do that, yeah. and it's like, like, it's like you can barely do anything against him because he's just so uh mastered that he's like yep i'm just gonna do this and i'm gonna do that and you can't do anything to stop me and so it's really cool uh so yeah we see carvex trying to come in to subdue uh lois lane or i guess kill her or something i don't know if it's like set to stun or something but she's got her sidearm pulled which is a really cool gun it's this kryptonian sidearm i don't know if it has a more specific uh classification Name. Oh, I'm sure. I didn't. I don't, I don't know why. I, I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, it made me think of Men in Black. It, uh, <laughs> cricket. I know I went real heavy yeah. into the uh, the other the, ones, the yeah. ships, but you know. Yeah, but it's a yeah. Her Kryptonian sidearm is uh, aimed at Lois Lane. Jor-El brings the door down on her. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't kill her. Just disarms her. Does it? Do you think it like chops her hand off, or is it just like knock it out? It just She's like, it that, out. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. Be, I haven't gone ahead in the minutes, so I couldn't remember what happens to her. But I couldn't tell if she was crushed by something or if she was sealed off, you know, from the room or you know wherever. So I couldn't tell 
what happened to her. Yeah, I thought it was just a door, like a space sealing door her off. off. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just yeah, it just knocks it out of her hand because, yeah. like I said, we'll we'll see her uh, return in another minute. Okay. Not this week, but later yeah, on. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's the end of the week. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she she gets the sidearm knocked out of her hand, and uh, Lil Slane is like, "Did you do that?" And he was like, "Yes, <laughs> pick it up." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's yeah, like, I "Yes, did, I did." Though. Don't ask questions. <laughs> um, so. I kind of wish that Jorel, like as far as costumes go, um, I wish his his uniform outfit would have been slightly brighter and closer to what Cal is wearing, just to tie in that relationship that. You know, it would have made it a little bit easier for maybe her to understand that he is her father. He is his Clark's father. Um, if they would have had similar, you know, ceremonial colors that they were both wearing. Yeah, because like, he's just the very muted the brown. and of Jarrell, yeah. so he could do Prob- whatever. Like, probably, yeah. How he- he can project whatever he wants as far as how he looks. Right? Yeah, like in the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. It just goes back to the question of like why, is, and I know I asked it like way earlier on the show, and I don't know if there's a simple answer or if there's just an answer that I'm not seeing and I feel uh, failed as a Superman fan. But why is his suit the color that it is? And I think there's so many explanations because we do see black yeah, suits. We've been saying like it. in the yeah. beginning. Yeah. It's, it just goes back to that question. Like why is why is this one red and blue? Was mm-hmm. it like an older suit? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because Kal El is the representation. He's supposed to be the creative one. I get yeah. that. Like I, I understand that, and but is that Dorel the actual is answer? A product of, <laughs> of, what is it? A product of Krypton's failure, just like everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> so he has to like. He's like, I wear black because I am just as much a failure of Krypton as anyone else, and like, and like his mother as well. So. Mm. But he could. He could change the colors if he wanted to. I wouldn't yeah. blame him. If he was all white, like he was like an AI white Jor-El, like That'd be cool. Gandalf the white, but Jor-El the white, I would have yeah. been like, damn, I'm about Isn't it. That, it's like that what yeah. Jor-El was in before? Yeah. In, in, in the first Superman? Yeah. Was all, like all white, white. silver and silver. Yeah. 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 It would have been a nice callback, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Missed opportunity. But this is a grungier Superman. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> darker. Not your dead Superman. <laughs> Well, what I mean, what, you like, said you had the Luke Skywalker, like Grandmaster Jor El kind of yeah. thought. I always like that thought of um, uh, Jeff Bridges and the newer Tron movie. Like that was hmm. that was awesome in my opinion. Like because that's like more on the line of like he was in control of all like the computer system. So like this is like what we're, we oh, saw yeah. that like kind of Jor El. Like he's in charge. And of He this shuts everything system. down in, in yeah. Tron. Yeah. No, you're right. That's that's a good one. <laughs> He's another one that could be part of the Kryptonians that they had cast. Uh, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they kind of did it with Tron. I yeah. am the dude. <laughs> In time, you could teach Cal to be the dude. Again. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. And then, so after, you know. That's just your programming, man. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I mean, that's like your opinion, man. Yeah. This is how you were born. <laughs> um, you know, so they've kind of deact- they've turned, um, like, they've, how do you say it? Like, they've converted the gravity of the atmosphere to basically what Earth is like. So, like, Lois Lane can breathe again. He takes off He takes off her mask without, you know, any warning to her. She's yeah, just it's like, like hey, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I wrote down, like, why does she gasp? If And how quickly does the ship's atmospheric composition yeah. change? Like, yeah. is it something where it's, like, coming, like, like coming out of, un- coming out of underwater? Where it's, like, you are, like, <gasps> I have to get gasp? Or shouldn't it just be, like, I take the helmet off and, oh, yeah, I'm just automatically able I to think breathe he like did there it, is no um, transition i think he did it like as soon as he got uploaded but he didn't give her a warning that he was going to take the mask off yeah and she was just like oh my god what are you doing and it's like oh it, okay i guess it is okay for me to breathe now and maybe um, it's but, the, the oh, maybe it's like the difference of you know if you if you have like a respirator put on you and you're breathing pure oxygen and then you just take that away and now you're just breathing you know the air Maybe I've never been in that situation. I haven't either, but I'm just kind of like, <laughs> just from what I've seen or, you know, maybe 
maybe it's just going from breathing a pure source to a yeah, it could be a pressure thing. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking more of pressure wise, like the, yeah. like coming up from underwater is kind of yeah, like, I guess feels the best different. way to describe yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they they restore or not restore. They just convert the atmosphere to be like Earth. Um, so not only is she allowed to uh, breathe, but now Superman is getting his powers back, and uh, so we get like these alarms are sounding. Uh, Jax Ur is looking at this test tube full of blood that he's extracted from Kal-El. Um, and then, you know, like Superman's like, you know what? I feel good again. And he mm-hmm. gets up just, you know, very casually. He breaks out of his chains and he's just like, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> I've always loved this. Like him getting up off the table yeah. was always like, and I don't know if it's because I think it is. I'm a real big fan of the intimidating side of Superman. Yeah. Like and, and like this that, whole yeah. yeah the the injustice style that they always tried to go through like mm-hmm. I'm I don't know why it struck my fancy it's just something that's different so like seeing yeah. Superman act tough is always like the most badass thing that you could ever imagine yeah. like you know especially when he's got like the glowing red eyes or it's like intimidating Superman is something that you should be crapping your pants for every <laughs> single time you see that he does yeah. Jaxer is yeah. like oh I uh, I gotta get out of here <laughs> like it's just always like the most satisfying thing um, I would have liked I know it would have drawn out the film a little bit more but again going back to the relationship that Jax Ur and Jor-El might have had to see Jax or Jax Ur mention Jor-El to Kal-El or something because he's dealing with his son here again or Jax Ur seeing Jor-El's hologram. There, I feel like there's something that could have been here. It would have drawn out yeah. the film longer than it needed to be, but it would have been something in-universe that would have been nice to see. Um, so, I mean, that, to me, that's just fan service, but whatever. I just think it would have been, there's a connection there that's being missed, but, uh, maybe a comic book for another time. Hmm. Been cool if uh, Uh, Jaxer says like, you know, your father never approved of my methods or something like that. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And talked about like how he's still alive versus his father. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like now he feels like he's the better scientist now because he's alive this long. Um, and which Cal will probably say something like, you're nothing like my dad or something, (laughs) you know, there's something there. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So like he, he like backs out, closes the door. And as soon as he closes the door, it's a scene change and a shot change to Smallville. Um, (laughs) in which Pete Ross is getting out of his car every other day. It's time to go work at IHOP. Uh, but no, two attack ships, uh, two alien UFOs show up out of nowhere and zoom right past IHOP. And uh, yeah, you know what? He still goes to work because who <laughs> wouldn't go to work? Because you got to make money somehow, right? Despite yeah. an alien attack. It's got to go to huh. work. Yeah. I'm just saying it's a little weird to me. Yeah. Hmm. Well, he already knows that, you know, Clark's probably an alien. Well, yeah. Yeah, is he like just yeah. shaking it off? Like, oh yeah, they're headed to the Kents. Okay, now yeah. it's gonna happen. Like now, like yeah. finally, thirty years have gone by. Like, geez. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't really know why they felt it necessary to show that. Yeah, show the just, water tower and be done with it. Yeah. Other than product placement. Did IHOP have like a specific Superman like menu or promotion? Yeah, thing you uh, at the time? they yeah. they were serving uh, Superman shaped uh, pancakes. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm not. I, mean, I don't know. I, I wouldn't surprise me because they because Warner Brothers had the tie in with all the Hobbit movies and maybe yeah. at the time oh, the Lord of the Rings. Well, the Hobbit uh, had its own breakfast. It was Denny's though. Yeah. Oh, Denny's that's right. It. it was Denny's, not IHOP. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know the reason for the product yeah. placement then. Yeah, because it was obvious. And yeah, it wasn't like. It was, yeah. Like, Why not just have him work at the Smallville Diner? You know, yeah. it was a little strange. Though. Nate, you know how like yesterday you were looking up rumors on Google from like the year two thousand nine. <laughs> yeah. Can you do that for IHOP and Man of Steel and see if there was ads? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Man of Steel <laughs> IHOP yeah. promotion. Yeah. Well, you. while you're doing that, I wanted to talk about the. Uh, I love the kind of 80s action movie vibe that we get from the hallway just when Jor-El's leading Lois through the through the halls you know what it is it's the it's music this. and 
is the cyberpunk music of the 80s. Yeah. It's like that yeah. Blade Runner. Yeah. I like, I love that, like, kind of, I don't know, twangy bass that's being played a little bit. and It's amazing. Um, yeah. And I was, the music really struck me there. And, and I've listened to the soundtrack for Man of Steel quite a bit. It's one of my, like, if I'm not listening to podcasts, I'm listening to film scores, uh, mostly from comic book I, movies. And I don't I recognize do the same this thing. track. <laughs> you know, I, I do not recognize this track that I really dig it, but I don't. I was wondering if it's on the, uh, the Man of Steel sketchbook, you know, that's like the last one on the soundtrack. And I don't know if it's on there either. Yeah. Cause and, that's the uh, version I have. And I don't, I don't know. Well, I don't think it, it – it must be, like, the only thing – I'm, I'm going to stretch out here. I think it might have been just Junkie XL who did this one part here. Oh, uh, that could be, and, yeah. And, like, because I don't think Hans Zimmer did this part right here. But yeah. it's weird how it seems to – it transitions from this Junkie XL cyberpunk theme, and then it transitions back into – uh, an orchestra that sounds something similar to Hans Zimmer's work. Yeah. So, but like, yeah, it really, it, it's like this, it's just in this one scene where they're just like, yep, let's put this little cyberpunk thing in here. Yeah. And it, it, it works. I love it. it. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I can't find it. I have to, I, I do listen to the soundtrack a lot and I, yeah, yeah. I listen to soundtracks, uh, from films, you know, just as much. Um, right like, I don't, think it's on the album but i have to go through and listen to the yeah. sketchbook that's on the end of it and see if it's in there yeah. uh, but it's great i it you know it fits <laughs> it gets like to me it's like yeah i'm pumped i'm about to see some cool stuff happen yeah uh nate how's it going over there? there's a really funny comment <laughs> not even a, it's not a comment it's just like someone whoever wrote this is for bloomberg.com so it seems eligible um but like, what does the company take issue with the fact that Superman's boyhood antagonist ends up working for IHOP? And this correspondence responses, "Well, I think it signifies a good career choice. Personally, uh, if you can't be Superman, you might as well be another superhero." <laughs> and it's implying that you're a, a manager at an IHOP is a super. Like, I'm not dogging on any manager yeah. at IHOP. Hey, man, you're doing your thing. But like, the fact that like that's someone. <laughs> what do you mean? IHOP managers go above and beyond. Oh, yeah, so the, the conversation continues. <laughs> it's, like, written in, like, an interview format where it's, like, one person's talking in bold and then the other one's, like, underneath. Wow. We hope the tickets sell, like, hotcakes. Oh, yes. Oh, so that's the tagline at the end the of that conversation. that's the name of our episode. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> um, like, they said, like, also, like, it's very recognizable as just, like, a super American brand, and they're yeah. in Smallville. Like, and I guess they could say the same about Sears, too. Right. Sears <laughs> plays a big role in the Smallville scene. I don't know. These are all yeah. conversations that we probably should have been having in, in the Battle of Smallville <laughs> part. I wanted to see if there was like Superman pancakes. Su- like, see, like this is the card at like the table of IHOP. No, I don't know what the hell that is. What is that? One of three limited edition powers. It's like a gym ad. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's not where you get flight flight miles strength. It's gym membership. You get gym membership training. You get a red car. You get a red car, and then what? you get vision. Vision. Oh, like, like free. No, it's exam. a movie. Oh, it's a movie. It says Fandango. So you get to. I don't know what this is from. So if you do all those things, you can feel like the Man of Steel. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know what that's from. <laughs> cool. So that was a Man of Steel promo minute. Yes, I, did, I didn't know if there was like a like what what I say. There was something on the table that they had. Because, like, 7-Eleven had, like, the cups. They still do it now. Like, Wonder they Woman always do cups. Is, is, yeah. is one that they have now. They got the cups. Like, I remember I have every single Star Wars Revenge of the Sith Slurpee, like, 3D nice. one with, like, the Darth Vader head mm-hmm. as the, the lid. I still have those. And that thing came mm-hmm. out in, like, 2003. I got Mike the... No, not 2003. The, the Destroyer 7-Eleven cup for Thor, the first film. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. But, like, I remember Man of Steel had... I, th- I remember thinking they were really silly. They're like, this silly. picture, like, it's like him, like, uh, it's just, I'm sorry, like, I'm going to know I'm looking at pictures on a radio show, but now you can't see, <laughs> so. It's whatever. the shot of when he gets thrown into the the bank. Yeah, but it's, like, safe. super CGI'd out, and it's, like, they clean it up a lot. Uh, I don't know. It just looks so fake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
But yes, <laughs> this. Uh, so going back to the minute here. Here's a good picture. It's, it's cool. It's him finally singing at the end of the ball pit skull. skull oh, skull there ball you go. Pit. Yeah. That's right, what they I'm had done. at the. the that's what they away. had at the IHOP table. <laughs> Very nice, calming picture of Superman drowning in skulls. Nice. Uh, while you enjoy a cup of coffee. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> that's what it feels like before you go to work. You're just drowning in skulls. Um, drowning so in your failed. <laughs> your nine your to five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we have like this cool uh, cyberpunk music that's going on and. Uh, you know, Lois Lane is, is basically just following Jor-El's instructions, like, shoot here, like, go there, like, you know, look behind you. And it's, it's to me, it's just a really well-done scene that gets you pumped. Yeah. It's, like, the music and, like, the shoot there and, like, the it's, like, this, it goes back to, like, the Kryptonian, like, the blasters and, you know, Star Wars feel and it, it just, yeah. it works. It's really cool. I think it's cool. Um, do you guys have anything else for just this minute? Like, what's going on in here? Um, I, I love the Nate HR Geiger notes. What's that? Oh, yeah. I I was like saying, oh, Nate, did you say any of your notes yet, or are you just too busy? <laughs> um, it, honestly, a lot of like my notes, I, I wrote down a lot of things that we were talking about, just you know, different wording. <laughs> um, so we, I'm pretty sure we've hit all the bullet bullets that I need. Um. This is just another scene of, of Lois being a badass. Yeah. And, uh, you know, her shooting the guns and, and just being a badass. But, I mean, I'm about to post this picture on... I mean, obviously, it's not going to... I'm going to post it on our listeners' site. This is a really cool poster that I found. Post it on the... I'm going to post it on there. Now it's going to show up, and, like, people are going to hear this, like, three weeks from now and be like... <laughs> oh, that was the one... I don't know. <laughs> that uh, DC so cinematic... Yeah, I'm sorry. That's not. What <laughs> <laughs> you just impersonated your listeners. And <laughs> Dang, man, you just threw me under the bus. End the show. Get them off. It's okay. <laughs> we can cut that part out. So yeah, never yeah, yeah. No, I don't care. You I guys have the final edit. <laughs> uh, we've yeah, already no. dispersed uh, against uh, Canadians in previous minutes. So yeah, that's cool. Oh yeah, we do that all um, the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Nate's talking about that DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society, so if you nice. want to hop on that train, please do, and join us in talking about Man of Steel. Um, but you were talking about H.R. Geiger. Oh, yeah, I just you guys probably have already talked about it, but I love the, the hallway design and just the background elements, uh, production design of this ship, and specifically the hallways. Um, you know, there's a lot of, like, uh, black and bluish gray like piping and corrugated tubes that were very reminiscent of that uh hr geiger design for alien and the was it rob ron cobb or rob cobb production design on on alien um mm-hmm. so it's like you know it, there's that saying like borrow from the best you know so it to me it it feels it totally feels legitimate that the ship would have, you know, very uh, literal alien influence in, in its design. So, Yeah, well, we also, um, we we talked about H.R. Geiger a lot because, like, that kind of helps explain all the um, kind of phallic and uh, yeah some, like, sensual type, like, architecture and things that we see in uh, Man of Steel. Like there's a, we feel like yeah. there's a reason for it. We feel like there's a reason like some things seem a little bit sexual because, again, we're playing with this whole organic thing and and nature and nature finding a way to continue to live on, and yeah. uh, there's something there that it's like although these people try to live an imperial life, there's something romantic that's happening and that they don't seem to realize. So like I think the H.R. Geiger is an influence and something that they wanted to. Uh, kind of sneak in there and like have a reference to so yeah i'm i'm totally 100 percent like into that as well so um but nate did you have anything else for this minute oh no i'm good okay uh we wanted to talk to you guys a little bit before we wrap up the week and kind of get your opinion on everything uh and we're wondering if you guys could tell us about the first time you uh saw man of steel and what your like initial reactions were for it sure um yeah, I saw it uh, when it came out in theaters, and uh, I was surprised with all the later hatred for it, because, I, I mean, I went into it 
expecting, you know, like I'd heard that, you know, you get to see Superman really let loose. So I was kind of pumped to see that, and I thought they handled it pretty well. I mean, yeah. um, it was a really good action sci-fi movie, I thought, as a whole. I mean, it was a perfect popcorn movie, so mm. I really enjoyed it personally. Yeah, that's I'm, I feel the same way. I mean, I went into it, and I remember a lot of the backlash of Superman Returns was, you know, he doesn't throw a punch. Like, that was the big – one of the bigger complaints in that movie is that he's – there's not a physical – you know, there's no, it's not an action movie, you know. So I remember definitely going into this one and hearing that it is a Superman action movie. And, you know, I, it did not disappoint in that regard. And yeah, I was into it, you know, from the start and really enjoyed it. And like Patrick said, I didn't understand a lot of the backlash uh, or a lot of the hatred, you know, after the fact. And it's, it's weird because it's one of those movies that, Going into it, it was like that's eh, a really enjoyable action movie. But now, like rewatching it and following along with you guys, it's it's more than just an action movie. It is a deep, like you know, well thought out movie that really you know it's taken me places as far as just you know the ideas and the concepts of what Superman, who Superman is, and you know I love you guys have brought up the fact that this is a movie that gives Superman a choice. You know, that was a big, like when you guys talked about that in, in one of your earlier episodes, that was a big moment for kind of helping, I guess, understand this movie a little bit better. And, yeah, you know, it, it really, you guys hit the nail on the head with that one, that it's not a movie about Superman just doing what's right. It's, it's, this is a movie about Superman and making choices and, and especially like leading into, uh, dawn of justice you know i like that we're getting a superman that is learning how to be superman you know and hopefully by the time we get justice league like that is when we'll finally meet superman for the first time you know um so that's kind of yeah. where where i'm at with with man of steel i really enjoy it and and especially like i said following along with you guys has increased my enjoyment of this movie oh thank you yeah um I think, I think uh, yeah, I think the reason that there was so much hate uh, following the release of the film is because of how uh, it's you know compared to to Batman films, Batman films are always the the gritty, realistic. Like people were starting to be like, okay, like like Batman. I like Batman a lot because it's it feels real and like there's no superpowers, like there's, there's no fantasy in it. And Superman was you know at the time you know Superman was all fantasy. Superman was like the escapism that Batman was not where it's like I can go see a Superman film and it's escape from reality and he's just doing everything and it's like like it's just pure bliss and then you know Zack Snyder says well let's let's make Superman as real as possible and people don't like that because it's it's a you're killing what people want most in Superman is is the 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 enjoyment of escaping real life and not having to deal with issues but you know that's something that i enjoy because like there's in in having superman grounded in realism there's something that's actually tangible for superman to to give us as people because like superman's not you shouldn't be expecting superman to do everything for you and you shouldn't be going to see a superman film where superman's just going to save the day for you like i think it's really important that superman gives you something it teaches you something so that when you leave the theater like you want to be like superman even though you're not super powered you can leave yeah. the theater and being like i want to be a better person because superman wanted to be a better person and like that sense of realism uh creates a connection between you and a character that's so godly and super powered that it's like you feel like you could actually imprint actual hope into the world and not just watch a movie and escape real life. Like now you feel like, uh, like almost as if you can carry Superman with you in a sense. So that's uh, yeah. my, <laughs> this is my thoughts on that. Um, but I feel like, yeah, people get upset because that's not what they wanted. They just want, uh, <laughs> people, people enjoy escapism, but I, yeah. that's not the life I want to live because, <laughs> I don't want to live my life through just watching films. I, w I want to take the films with me in, into real life and apply them. Um, 
But yeah, you you mentioned Dawn of Justice, and we kind of wanted your opinions on on that film and uh, Suicide Squad, and looking forward to Wonder Woman and Justice League. What your thoughts were? Um, yeah, I mean, Dawn of Justice. Uh, that was just a kind of a hot mess of. <laughs> it seemed like too many storylines, and uh, I, I maybe I have to watch it again. I've only seen it once, um, but it. It just seemed chaotic to me, just watching it um, for the first time. Hmm. And then the whole Martha thing was kind of weird. I, I don't know. I just I, plus I went into it knowing that everyone hated the thing, so mm. <laughs> that may have tainted it. Yeah. So yeah. It wasn't that. Yeah. I wasn't as impressed with it as I was hoping I'd be. It, yeah. For Donna Justice. Travis. Um, I kind of similar going into man of steel like i it's one of those movies i followed the production of dawn of justice all the way up you know leading up to it and was really sad to hear like it get all the negative press you know in the like the week before it released and everything but you know i i thoroughly enjoyed it it was some of the aspects of like uh the batman character were a little you know farther Talking. away than yeah the the guns on the batmobile you know that that kind of stuff like i, I kind of wish it didn't have that kind of stuff but um i've never i don't think i've ever seen a better portrayal of batman in action on screen so yeah you know, it had that going for it um i enjoy the the jesse eisenberg lex Luthor character i really dig that all uh, the wonder woman you know elements that were in it I think my things like the Lois storyline where she's chasing down the bullet and the, and all that kind of stuff like that I don't care for. Um, so there's little things I don't like about it, but over, overall, I I really enjoy where the where the DC cinematic universe is going. So I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman. That's a big like um, that, that might be aside from like. The Last Jedi. It's probably the one movie I'm looking forward to the most this year. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, that's saying something. Yeah, and yeah. I, I agree. I think, uh, I honestly, to me, Wonder Woman is, out of this year, it's the film I'm looking forward to the most. Mm-hmm. Um, Last Jedi comes in second. Uh, yeah. I don't know, really have a rank for any other movie. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I am excited for Justice League, don't get me wrong, but... Wonder Woman to me is such an important superhero. It's one of my favorite superheroes of all time. Um, that I'm really just—I mean, Justice League will probably come in third. Uh, yeah. You know, Star Wars: The Last Jedi is important for the franchise to see where it's going to go. I guess it's hard to say. Someone's going to hate me for it. <laughs> so I got—I guess I got to say Justice League is second. Um, but yeah, Wonder Woman is the film that i am the most excited for yeah and uh anxious for and like yeah. i kind of like i need it i need people to not hate it and i think i'm gonna defend that film no matter what <laughs> um hopefully it won't require you know too much defense as far as like i i just hope it doesn't you know it's not in the same position that uh donna justice was where it just gets trashed, you know, critically and all that. So hopefully it's, yeah. Hopefully yeah, that won't I, be necessary. I don't think it will. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the marketing, they're doing pretty decent with it. I mean, that was, that yeah. was Donna Justice's biggest failure. It was Donna the marketing. marketing. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. like you were, I mean, it's like it was shoved too far down your throat for all the wrong reasons where it's like, yeah. it's like, I, I understand why these people are saying they hate it because it was advertised something completely different. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's good. Oh, yeah. Honestly, false advertisement. Yeah. Um, like, I'm sorry. No, what? I don't know. It's just like that because the whole title thing is always, we always have to wrap back to the title. But, like, it goes with the whole, like, when you put the name Batman and then you put the name Superman, like, it already sets an expectation of what the movie is going to be about. Whereas this movie, Man of Steel, you don't have the title Superman anywhere yeah. in it. And I love like, the title. It, it's just... Yeah, it's like you're expecting 
then when you do think about it as a first contact movie and an alien movie, you're like, yeah, absolutely, I can believe this because Superman isn't alien. It's not about the you know this one character that everybody's familiar with throwing punches. It's about exploring something different. Versus if you just had it as Dawn of Justice and not Batman Superman, you're not thinking about the the entire time of the movie. You're not thinking about oh, when does Batman Superman meet? Like, yeah. Like, when do they fight? Like what? Yeah. And yeah. And it's, uh, it's just, yeah. It's like mar- completely different marketing. Like Wonder Woman is on that side where it's just the only thing that I've seen from it. It's just a Wonder Woman. Not even. I mean, yeah, it's going to be an origin, but it's like going to be like a Wonder Woman movie that yeah. hasn't been a good Wonder Woman, any sort of media other than just like kick-ass books that you know, uh, come yeah. down the line. But let's, let's look at that title, Batman V Superman Dawn of Justice. And let's look at the importance of like how that name affects a person who, who just reads that and tries to get an opinion right away. Yeah. And uh, so if you take all those, those six words and you were to rank them out of importance, <laughs> people would go, Batman is number one. Mm-hmm. Superman is number two. Justice. V is third. V? V. Oh, like V. They're, they're okay. fighting. Versus. And then, and then right. justice. And the word that probably falls in, well, obviously, of, gets thrown out. So let's just say top five. The one that comes in bottom is Dawn. And, but yeah. if you took Dawn of Justice and just had those three, the word that's more important is Dawn. Yeah. Which should be more important. It, like, that title, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, Dawn gets... Like people don't care about that that word. You could it's have had overused, anything. Yeah, yeah. You could have had anything else, yeah. but it is. It should be the most important word in that title because Dawn of Justice is a very very low point of the universe, but it's the end of the film that is the dawn. Like like Justice yeah. has returned to yeah. planet Earth because of Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman's actions. Like everything that happened, Justice is coming back again yeah we're getting out of the sad universe we're in and we have something to look forward to but because of the title that we're given batman v superman dawn of justice you're just thinking mark yeah they're gonna fight i mean which why wonder woman's like in such like i i I think i'm on the same side as you guys like i don't think we'll go we're going to need to defend wonder woman i think Wonder Woman is going to be what it is and it's going to be I mean, me but being biased, it's going to be badass, but also it's going to be yeah. a very strong female-led movie. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's much needed. Hmm. Anything else on the DC universe? Um, not as far as the movie goes. I was hoping we could uh, kind of plug our show a little bit and tell tell people what we were what we do on our show and just. Uh, Hey, yeah. I mean, this is the end of the week. It's your time to shine. Uh, right on. Let us know what you guys got going on. Okay. Um, so on our show, we we re- review movies. Uh, we started with Superman and the Mole Men from 1951, and then we're moving chronologically through you know through the years. So now we're currently like in the 80s. Yeah. Um, is mm-hmm. when this released will probably be you know in the middle of the 80s still Close but yeah That's a big um we just did uh, return of the jedi that was a big one for us so uh, so primarily we we started out just doing comic book movies but then we've stretched that out to james bond planet of the apes uh, star trek star wars indiana jones so kind of i don't know broad we, interpretation of yeah nerd-esque movies i guess yeah um so kind of loosely we we moved out of that genre you know a little bit but but yeah we just wanted to start you know kind of as early as we could and then are moving just through closer to you know the present day just to see how the genre changes and um yeah we've watched the original captain america movie oh yeah the tv movie (laughs) so bad um so what year are you guys in right now uh 83. Yep. 83? Yep. Yeah, we're hitting the sweet spot, I think. Yeah. we sort of gotten past the thing, and, well, Alien was a while back, but yeah, uh, we'll be, I mean, we've already finished up Star Wars, the original yeah. trilogy, so, yeah, we're finally, ne- uh, yeah. right in the middle of, like, the sweet spot, I think. Yeah, our and next, so, as of this recording, our next episode will be Octopussy, the James Bond movie from 83. Yeah. Um, 
probably by the time yeah like i said by the time this comes out we'll be somewhere in the 80 84 85 we'll be closing in on superman 3 shortly. yeah yeah that's <laughs> coming up soon so mm-hmm. um so yeah we 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 started out more as a uh, audio commentary podcast but we found out like six episodes in that you know if we didn't have something to say you know we're locked into following along with the movie and you know it was and if the movie's good i don't say anything so yeah yeah <laughs> so we we switched after after uh the 66 batman movie was our last audio commentary and then we switched to just review format so that's it's worked out a lot better for us so um yeah that's yeah, that's, that's what we do that's what we you know covering the same kind of Obviously, we'll get to Man of Steel in a few years because, <laughs> you know, it'll, it'll be a while. When, but, uh, yeah. w- when you guys get to 1992, hit us up for Batman Returns, please. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I most don't definitely. Think, I don't think anyone's claimed that, so I can, yeah. Ooh. Oh, and that's, that's uh, I should mention, we do have guests on our show. Um, you can, you know, we prefer to have, like, other podcasters on so that our guests have something that, to promote, you know, themselves and cross promotion. Yeah. Cross promotion, that kind of thing. So if you're, if you're a listener and you have a podcast, you know, reach out to us. Um, you know, maybe we can, I don't want to plug other guests on, on your show, but, (laughs) um, but, um, regardless of that, like if you're a listener, you know, reach out to us and yeah, we'd love to love to hear from you. So yeah, that's, uh, that's what we do. Yeah. And, uh, Also heard you guys do trailer reviews. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, between if, if schedule wise, if we can't have to, don't have time to get together for a movie, we'll yeah, we'll fit in those trailer re- reviews. Yeah, um, quick trailer reviews. Yeah, and not uh, as in depth. <laughs> yeah, which uh, you guys will be guesting with us um, for us tomorrow uh, for the Last Jedi and Justice League and uh, maybe Thor. Um, yeah. yeah we're honored those are big those are big ones those are big yeah. ones so uh but yeah that's awesome that's crazy um just a little bit uh one more question before we wrap up the week for you guys uh we kind of want to know if someone wanted to learn more about superman or like they never really got into superman like uh we were wondering what kind of book or show graphic novel movie would you guys recommend them to go and check out well if you want to know extensively about the, uh, his uh, younger years, I'd say go with Smallville. <laughs> yeah. Uh, WB yeah. show. <laughs> Man. Because that'll, what is that, like 10 years worth uh, of? Yeah. <laughs> 10 or 11 so seasons. That'll show you how technically the, you know, yeah. iconic but, Superman is sort of yeah. shaped and formed. Yeah. But um, I'll always go back to the original Superman just because that was my mm. Superman. Yeah. Um, I think this Superman's kind of like how people must have felt with uh, Adam West versus Michael Keaton, because you're going from a yeah. sort of a lighter to a darker version. Yeah. So yeah. I'd say Man of Steel is good for you know getting into the darker side of Superman. Mm. I'd agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's hard with Superman because like my first exposure would have been that you know that Superman movie. Uh, Christopher Reeve, you know, um, I, I would say if you're introducing like a kid, I would give him the animated series, the, yeah. from the nineties. Like that's a really yeah. solid, you know, solid bit of cartoon. Um, for God's sake, stay away from the N64 video game. Oh, <laughs> Superman, Superman gets stuck in walls all the time. Oh. <laughs> See, that's um, what needs to happen is we need a redefining, Superman video game. There was that yep. rumor about like that Arkham style Superman video game that came yeah. out. Huh. Like Rocksteady was supposed to be yeah. doing a Superman game. Oh yeah. Yeah. It needs to be a Wonder Woman game. Animated. That yeah. animated series is probably uh, the best. As far as like comics go, uh, I really got into the New Fifty Two uh, action comics and the regular Superman run. Hell yeah. Um, I and I know it's kind of blasphemy to say I didn't care for the Grant Morrison run on action comics as much as I did. Like, I think it was Aaron Cuter followed. Yeah. Him up a- yeah. 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 I kind of preferred, was, oh my God. preferred that version. Like, uh, yeah, had a lot of, I'm right there with, with you. Okay. So yeah. I, that's a good run. I mean, I don't have like an extensive history with 
you know, Superman comics going back into the 80s and 90s and all that stuff. So, um, yeah. But out of your repertoire, as those are good choices. I like I like them a lot. Yeah. Right on. Absolutely. Cool. Um, well, I guess we covered everything, right? Yeah. It's good to hear someone yeah. else likes the new 52 Superman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I like him, too. Um, I don't think anyone could ever introduce someone to like, yo, you want to learn about Superman? Read Injustice. Like, you imagine <laughs> no, that? No, that's being... a complete like different, different style. Like, you gotta <laughs> actually that? know what's what's happening in the in the entire universe, and you know, like you gotta learn about like the Justice League before you get yeah. into that kind of deal, because then you have like the separation of the two. You want to know about Superman? Read Red Sun. <laughs> it's only if they're from Russia, then you're like, yeah. okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll go ahead and uh, wrap up this week. Thank you guys so much for joining right. us in uh, our adventure to cover Man of Steel minute by minute. Yeah, uh, it's been a blast. Oh yeah, no problem. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it was fun. Um, listeners, if you're listening, I'm sure you are because you are. Um, <laughs> definitely check out what Patrick and Travis have going on at Real Comic Heroes. Um, if you're looking for some podcasts that are not a, um, about geeky, dweeby, nerdy stuff, there is Cell Dynamics. Uh, if you're a nerd of Rush, I guess. Um, and then there's Honey Hole My Beer, two gals who just share craft beers and odd stories. Uh, and then if you're into Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Inglorious Bastards, all those films, there's Tarantino Minute. Nate and Mike are currently covering Reservoir Dogs Minute by Minute, so definitely go ahead and check that out. Uh, and we'll catch you guys next week here on DC Cinematic Minute.